are listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and this is episode 80. Eight zero. We're making progress. Uh, before we dive into this one, I want to thank all the listeners for continuously tuning in and supporting the show. I also want to thank out all my followers, um, you know, for sharing and retweeting and, and doing all those things. Um, and it is greatly appreciated. I want to take this moment and this opportunity to give uh, a big shout out to some really close friends that are going through some challenging times at the moment. Um, you know, a very dear friend of mine is going through a situation, um, you know, with her mother not being well, and I do want to wish her all the best. And I also want to let her know that I have prayers out for her mother and her family, for what they are going through. Um, I am going to respect their space and not mention their names or anything like that because they know who they are. And when they do listen to this episode, I'm pretty sure they're going to be appreciative, I hope. Um, I want to send out some love and prayers to them. I also want to send a shout out and some love and prayers to another dear friend of mine who is battling some health challenges at the moment as well. She also knows who she is, and, um, you know, I do want to wish them the best in, in these difficult times. Now, this episode is going to end season two. Um, after this episode, I will be taking a much-needed break uh, just to set up for season three, get back to you guys with some episodes. I might take maybe a month off or so, um, you know just to kind of recalibrate myself and also give some time to my family as well. Without further ado, this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I briefly mentioned in another episode a while back, I believe it was in season one. And, and um, it's related to luck. Now this one also was, you know, influenced and triggered by a very wonderful gentleman of mine, a mentor, uh, who actually used a statement to me uh, this morning, uh, earlier this this afternoon, I guess. And the statement was, luck is for the non-believer. And I'd heard him say it before, but it didn't move me like it did today. You know, and, and so I was very appreciative of that. So I want to thank him. I'm not sure who the original... Um, uh, you know, statement or quote was made by, so I can't give credit. So I give it to my mentor at the moment. And that's uh, Ian, right? So it's about luck. And what does it take to be successful? It doesn't matter which avenue or which area of your life, whether it's career, personal, um, you know, finances, relationships, anything, any aspect of your life. I feel like luck has a huge role in it, but we don't give luck the credit it's due. And so that's why 
this episode is kind of, you know, resonating with me right now. But the question I guess I'm asking you as a listener is, what does it take to succeed? Right? And I want you to kind of process that on your own time and, and, and share that with, you know, people around you and have those conversations, get their opinions on it. Because I think it'd be, it'd be nice and also, you know, enrich the, the conversation. But um, I was looking and, and doing a little bit more searching. I didn't want to just rely on my own personal experiences and knowledge. So some of the things I found, I'm going to share with you as well. And it's very interesting. A lot of it, obviously, I can relate to and, and you can relate to. So this is why it's powerful. There are many characteristics that are connected to success. And some of those are talent. You know, you can have talent and talent will contribute to your success, obviously. And then there is skill. Some people have to develop the skill. Some people already have it innately, naturally. They're born with a particular skill, which is then translated to talent, right? Talent is something that is often generic, meaning you are born with it. You're not necessarily developed, you know, through practice. Some people have it and just a little bit of practice will really enhance their talents and showcase their skill, right? So talent and skill are ones that we find in, in, you know, characteristics that we find in people who are successful in life. Mental toughness. Now that is something I didn't really highlight before. I never thought about, but it's it's true. You know, having the ability to withstand some of the things that other people might crumble in the presence of, right? Um, Being able to withstand some of the harshest situations or circumstances that a person can undergo makes you tough. Not folding, not crumbling to those pressures. I think those are key. And that is something that is often overlooked, right? So keeping that in mind, there's a reason why people are where they are and they stay there for a long period of time is mental toughness is one of them. Because we all can agree to some extent that the more success a person attains, the more haters, right? Or doubters or naysayers they have behind them. And so in order to not cave to those, you know, energies, one needs that mental toughness because clearly we've seen people who are extremely talented, who are highly skilled, fold under various circumstances because they lack that mental toughness. Uh, Next was actually work ethic, hard work ethic, right? There are people with the talent and the skill, but they lack this, you know, You'll hear people tell other people all the time, oh my goodness, you're talented. And that's that's a fact. But often what's associated with talented people is the lack of hard work because they rely heavily on their talent. And that skill that they have, that they don't feel they need to put forth the work ethic that someone who lacks their talent puts in. And when it doesn't work out, they often look at the person who has less talent and say, well, why did they get the opportunity? Because I'm more talented than them. 
failing to see that they lack in the work ethic. That's the criteria that, you know, whoever gave that opportunity or presented the opportunity was seeking, not just the talent, because they understand the talent is great, but it won't get you through the tough patches. Whereas work ethic and mental toughness will get us through to the next level. We can develop the skill. We may not have the talent, right? But we can always develop a skill that will come close to the talent, but it won't be the talent. However, work ethic, the mental toughness will always persevere in many, many situations, right? So I think that's another key. Another thing that a lot of people don't focus on would be, I guess, tenacity, right? The, the no quit, the can't quit attitude, that mentality of, no, this is it. Even though there's an obstacle, nope, we're going to come back and find a way to get over that, that hurdle, right? And that's the idea with tenacity, the no quit mentality. And following that, we have optimism, right? My view of the world is going to help me get through along with my toughness and my work ethic, right? And if I have some tenacity, I'm golden, right? I'm optimistic that this is possible as opposed to thinking it's impossible, right? As long as there's that little bit of hope and optimism, something's going to come out of it that I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for, right? And then you have the following that we have the mindset and there are multiple mindsets. So you have to be aware of which one that you're leaning on to, right? You're, you're, you're tapping into because a mindset that is optimistic is far more powerful than one that is a pessimist. But keep that in mind, right? If people around you are constantly pointing out the obvious negative things that everybody else can see, those are the people you need to cut loose and separate yourself from because you need to be looking at what is possible, not what is impossible. Because if it's possible and you can think it and you can see it in your mind's eye, you can actually bring it to life. So the mindset is something that is often overlooked as well. But I feel like it's one of the most essential components or characteristics to those being successful. Right, people becoming more successful over periods of time and, and whatnot. And finally, there's that thing that we don't really factor in when we're talking about success, which is that emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence is one of those subjects that is very interesting because either you understand it or you don't. And when you don't understand it, it can be very, very misleading. Being emotionally intelligent means that you are aware of who you are. You're also in tune with the different types of emotions that people display in different scenarios and different circumstances and how that plays, you know, in the impact or the results that they are um, hoping for. However, if you're aware of these things, you can use it to your advantage, right? It can be beneficial to you when you understand how people are going to respond if you display this type of energy as opposed to that type of energy. And that could be a great situation for you when you understand it, because then you can play into it to your benefit. 
right? And in other situations, you might play too much into it where it does not benefit you. You might miss out on an opportunity because you play too much into it one way as opposed to the other. So being aware of that and being aware of other people's intelligence is going to help you, right? So those are the things that I found out when I was looking through what it takes to be successful, right? And interesting enough, the most successful people are always, right, the most competent, right? The most successful are always the most competent. Now, being competent doesn't mean that you know everything, that you're you you're right about everything. It's just being competent with who you are, what your abilities are, what your limits are, and what your, you know, your possibilities are. You are aware of your surroundings. You are aware of your abilities and those around you and their abilities and what they bring. So being informed, right? I feel like being informed makes you competent, right? You don't have to be the expert. You do not have to be the expert. You just have to be competent and know about all those things that I just described, right? You got to be talented in some ways, and it doesn't have to be a talent that relates directly to the task that you're trying to accomplish. My talent can be that I'm able to read people in rooms, right? And it has nothing to do with the job that's before me, but I'm able to read a room and therefore I can use that. That's a skill that I can use, right? Um, having that mental toughness when someone shoots down my ideas, I can bounce back because I have work ethic and I have that tenacity, right? I'm also optimistic that this person is just being a hater. They actually don't know who I am or what I'm capable of. So having this mindset and being aware of that emotional intelligence about not just myself, but those on the other side of the table to me, that's going to be what I'm competent about. And therefore it makes me the most powerful or close to being the most powerful individual in that room. Right. I may not get paid the most, but I'm definitely going to be the most versed in that room. Right. And these are things that we need to be considered about. Um, there are also traits that the successful people possess, right? A few things that most of the successful uh, individuals that we might be aware of, whether celebrities or, you know, CEOs and things like that, people in powerful positions possess, and that is passion, right? They have a passion for what it is that they do. They wake up every day and that's what they work towards. There's also perseverance, Right. The world might be going left, but they're going to push through in their vision and their belief. And that's what they're going to go for, regardless of what everybody else and everything around them is telling them that what they're doing might be wrong, but they have to persevere through all of that noise to get the results that they, they have in their mind. They also have to have a great imagination to see things beyond what's before them, right? The ability to think outside the box the ability to turn what's considered normal on its head and see it from that perspective, the ability to predict things that seem absurd, but then years down the line, they become our reality. You know, um, these are things that a lot of these people possess. Uh, they are also intellectual 
uh, that are they're intellectuals that are often very curious, right? They possess a high level of curiosity. They question things. They're constantly thinking about what could be, not what is, because it is. And we don't need to stress or waste any time on what is. We need to think about what could be, right? And that's where the imagination comes in. They're constantly trying to figure things out and what's possible. They don't spend too much time on, on what's impossible because that's a waste of energy. And then finally, they're also open to new experiences, right? New experience presents potential, right? An infinite amount of opportunity. You have no idea what a new experience is going to open up, what it's going to present. So take your shot. Give it a shot, right? Being afraid to step outside and try those different things is definitely going to hinder your opportunity to be successful, okay? So these are just some of the traits that successful individuals that you can think of and this applies to anybody that you can think of that is successful. At some point, they had a great imagination about who they want to be, what they want to become, right? They're passionate about what it is that they're doing or what it is that got them started or got them into that position that they're currently in. They persevered right through a bit, right? Like you you can listen to anybody's origin story and you'll see the perseverance that they've endured, right? And they also have a great imagination. They're curious and that's important. The other thing that we can't overlook is the fact that opportunity is a huge player in success, right? It's a huge player with someone becoming successful, but it can't be a standalone, right? Opportunity is not a standalone and you need some luck to go along with that opportunity, okay? And this is something that a lot of people don't give credit to. Right? Luck is something we don't give enough credit to, but uh, some researchers have identified some interesting factors um, to people's successes. Right, And I want to share some of those with you that I, I came across. So for example, the income difference with people um, is influenced by the income distribution right, with people in that country. So the income distribution in any country it's going to have an influence, right, on, on the gap between one class of people and another class. So that was interesting when we're talking about success. Now, becoming a CEO uh, can often be influenced by your name or the month of your birth. That was interesting to me. I didn't realize um, that those things had such impacts. But then I really kind of reflected as I was reading that, that uh, Michael Gladwell had a, a book called The Outliers. It's a very entertaining book, and I think everybody should kind of take a look at that and, and read it. It'll just, you know, intrigue you in, in different ways. But I think you'll enjoy it because of how it's written. It does a great job in, in keeping it casual, not too intense. Um, but that's another book that kind of spoke about something relating to when you were born, right? As far as athletes and successful individuals and things like that. Based on the month that you were born, you were exposed to a lot more and the opportunities presented to you are greater than someone who was born later on in that same year as you, right? So child who was born in January will be further ahead than someone who was born in October, for example. Just because they've had that huge head start, they've had all these opportunities 
for that child in, you know, that was born in October. So little things like that play a role. So this was interesting for me to see uh, that CEOs uh, are influenced, um, you know, to get acquiring that status, I should say, often influenced by their name and also the month of which they were born. Now, another thing that I found was CEOs born in June and July, the number of CEOs born in June and July is much smaller than the number of CEOs born in other months. But that was an interesting stat to see, right? Because I never would have thought that being born in, in June or July would have an impact, um, you know, on my chances of becoming a CEO. But that was interesting to see. Uh, and another inf- you know, piece of information was those with last names that begin with a letter earlier in the alphabet are more likely to re- receive a tenure at top level departments. But that was interesting. So if your last name begins with a letter that is higher in the alphabet, that means, you know, you're most likely to acquire a position in a, you know, top level in the department. So that was an interesting, interesting stat. So shout out to all my, uh, A's, B's, and C's. <laughs> We're doing it up here. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, another piece of information that I came across was names that are easy to pronounce, right? Easy to pronounce names are judged more positively than those with difficult, right? Difficulty to pronounce. So if you're if your name, whether it's first or last name, is hard to pronounce, it's people are going to be a little bit more tougher on you. They're going to be a little bit more negative. And it's not your fault. It's just the way the brain is wired, right? So, so just knowing that, keep that in mind. And, and I thought that was interesting to, to find out because I looked at celebrities, you know, like actors and, and things of that nature. A lot of them have... Uh, these names that they created. And if you look at their actual names, it, it doesn't even add up. So that was, that was an interesting fact to discover, right? So names that are easier to pronounce is definitely something um, that plays a role. Now, another fun fact was females with masculine sounding names are more successful in legal careers. And there was a huge study on this one. Um, I think it was called the Porsche um, uh, hypothesis or something of that nature. I I hope I got it right, but I can't remember the exact term. But yeah, women with, um, you know, masculine names are more prominent in the legal system uh, as far as careers than those with feminine names. So that's interesting. I guess that's where the, the old boys club theory comes from. Um, and so there's a quite a, a bit of articles around that specifically. So I think you'll enjoy it if you go down the rabbit hole and kind of search up some of those um, articles and papers. Those are very intriguing. So that was a, a nice little fun fact for me to discover. Um, and I hope you appreciate it. I hope it you know intrigues you enough for you to go do your own little research on that. You know, so those are just some of the things that I came across that I want to share with you. As far as luck and success goes, 
The most successful people are often slightly above average in talent, but they have plenty of luck in their life. Okay? So we just spend some time on opportunity. Sometimes the most talented person does not get invited to the rooms. However, the one who does not have the most talent may get invited because of something else they possess, right? A characteristic or characteristic trait that they possess that allow them the opportunity to get into that room. And once they get into that room, it's up to them to work it, to make that opportunity or that luck turn into a greater opportunity, right? So that was something that, you know, it's, it's very interesting to, to see as well for me. And, and uh, a quote that I want to share with you is, is this one. I don't know who it's by, but it reads, a great talent becomes useless against the fury of misfortune. Right. And this is exactly what it is that we're talking about, is that you may have the most talent, but if you don't have the fortune and all you're getting is misfortune. Right. It's useless. Right. Think about the athlete that, you know, in the neighborhood that was like stellar. But they've been hit with a whole bunch of misfortunes. So you never saw them at the next level. But you saw the mediocre athlete at the next level. Why? Because they had more an abundance of luck than the one with the most talent. Okay? So luck has a role to play in the spaces we find ourselves in sometimes. And are we prepared sometimes? Because even though luck may get you through the door, if you're not prepared for that opportunity, again, you squander it, right? And therefore it goes to waste. So in order to truly understand luck, you need to get past that whole debate, right, of, of nature and nurture. You need to work through that because that is something that a lot of people hang their hats on. And I think it keeps them stagnant, right? They don't move forward because we view nature as the things that we're stuck with, like our bodies, our genes, our hair, our height, and we're stuck with that, right? But then sometimes we view nurture as our shorthand, right, as far as our you know, capacity to evolve or change and, and alter our circumstances. The people that we surround ourselves with, our influences. And some people look at those as though they are nature, meaning they can't change it. And that's where it becomes dangerous for them, right? So we have to understand that nurture, a lot of our early stages of, of nurture come from our parents and those around us and, and circumstances and, and all those things. And yes, the first early years, we can't change that. Those were handed down to us. There's nothing we can do as a child because we don't have the capacity to choose. We can't decide. We can't decipher what's truth and what's false and what's damaging and what's great. So unfortunately, everyone starts off with that. However, if you have an adult in your world that's you know raising you with the right tools and nurturing you, you know, with healthy and positive information or practices, that's going to give you a leg up to the other person who was raised with the negative and, and the nature approach of this is it. We can't change our circumstance. We're born in poverty and therefore we're going to stay here. Okay. So we need to identify the difference between the two nature. Yes, we can't change 
because it's who we are. However, nurturing and nurture is what we can change. We have a choice regardless of what the, you know, um, our circumstance or environment might present to us, regardless of the people around us who might be more negative, say to us, we can in fact change how we are nurtured. And it begins with how we nurture ourselves. If we don't have the capacity or the skill set or the ability to nurture ourselves, then yes, nurture will also look like nature to us. And therefore we will succumb to those conditions and say, you know what? It's not my fault. It's my environment's fault because I wasn't able to change it. So it's not my fault. And that's far from the truth. Unfortunately, if that's what you're ascribed to, then you know what? My condolences to diminishing your life purpose. But if it's not what you're ascribed to, then let's push through and make the changes that we need to make. Right? Because if we're able to nurture ourselves in a positive way, we're then able to move in our spaces and leave behind the negative energy and circumstances. We can leave those behind, right? And so nurture is really our level of control over our fate. That's how I like to look at it, right? Nurturing ourselves is our level of control over our fate. Your fate is not determined by where you stay, right? But it's where you put yourself in the mind. So to better yourself means overcoming your own inheritances, right? That's how we evolve. Life is about altering your inherent trajectory. What you inherit doesn't make you stuck. It doesn't keep you where you, you are in that moment. It does not, right? We still have the ability to choose and decide who we want to be through our day-to-day activities and the small decisions that we make on a regular basis, okay? And all these small activities and decisions that we make, guess what? They form habits. Because what you do repeatedly, like the choices that we make, will eventually become a habit. And your habit, over time, becomes your character. Your character is what people remember most. Right? So to become a beautiful soul simply means choosing to do the right thing every single day of your existence until it becomes your habit. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did sharing it with you. And I want you to continue to subscribe, help, like, share. Do everything that you need to do. And if you haven't subscribed yet and it's your first time doing it, please follow the show on whatever platform that you listen to your podcasts on and share it with a friend that you feel might need these words of encouragement and positive vibes coming from, you know, the DAPS show. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it. And I appreciate you today, tomorrow, and forever. Until next episode, love, peace, and nappiness.